So, um, hello, thank you very much for having me here. Um, I'm not a programmer, nor am I um, an entrepreneur. Um, so my, my kind of my experience of kind of digital humanities and, and sort of engagement is, is maybe much more grassroots level. Um, as Pip mentioned, I'm a graduate student here at Oxford, um, and I've blogged in a number of different capacities um, for about six or seven years now. Um, so these are kind of personal observations with a kind of a view to um, funders' aims and um, kind of the skills that, that you might want as, as a young um, early career researcher or postgraduate student. Um, my, uh, my details are here. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm also happy to hear from you guys afterwards if you want to um, take these conversations further. I think that's a really great use of social media. Um, I'll put that back up at the end uh, if you're interested. So um, I kind of wanted to kind of say kind of how I ended up here. Um, I, I blogged whenever I was a teenager. Um, I thought I was like really cool. Um, but thankfully for my kind of footprint on the internet, that blog was anonymous, um, which I'm always very, very glad of. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was kind of like, you know, personal teeny angst, angsty thoughts. Um, then whenever I went to university, I used the skills that I had um, in that kind of blog, you know, kind of setting, setting up a website, you know, putting buttons here and there, little banners and other teenage stuff. Um, I then used those skills to set up um, a poetry podcasting website, um, and that was using WordPress, uh, which was kind of new to me. Um, I had this idea to set up the website. Um, I'd never podcasted, and I'd never really built a website from, from scratch before. Um, so that was kind of, yeah, a learning process for me. Um, and then because I'd done that, and because people were visiting that website, they were downloading um, poets reading their own work that I had recorded for, for that website. Um, other organisations, they started to ask me to help them with their blogs and their podcasts. I think in many ways I was lucky because I arrived at a time when um, a lot of sort of, you know, institutions were thinking about the way in which they might use podcasting or blogs um, in their work to kind of encourage um, public engagement. Um, then, kind of on the back of that, I never really thought of having a personal blog again myself, but during my MA dissertation, I finally sort of felt like um, perhaps it would be useful for me to have this kind of reflective space where I was kind of thinking about um, why am I writing this dissertation, um, and also almost to have like a sort of diary so I could go back to it later um, and kind of, you know, see quotes that I thought were particularly interesting, you know, in the second week of the MA may in fact have proved even more useful towards the end of the process. Um, and I kept that going. Um, so then as a DPhil student, I, I started to realise that blogging could not only help me enjoy my doctorate and make me think more reflectively about what, what being an academic is and what, um, what the process of writing a thesis is about, um, as well as about the topic of my thesis, which is um, Northern Irish poetry. Um, but also um, I realised it could help me prepare for an academic career um, and you know, a lot of the skills that I was almost like unwittingly gaining from blogging were things that... Um, academic institutions value now, I think, more than ever. Um, so this is, uh, this is my poetry podcasting website. You can see the website in the background. It does still exist, um, but um, I guess I didn't future-proof it enough. Um, it's kind of a little bit out of date now. Um, I still like the logo. I think the logo is nice. Um, and I received funding for that from the National Endowments for Science, Technology and the Arts and the Arts Council England at, at different stages. Um, Nesta, whenever I was starting it up, because that was kind of a new kind of um, blend of, of podcasting and poetry. And then the Arts Council England, once I started to be able to demonstrate that this was a way that you know, they could achieve sort of excellence and kind of engagement. It was a really simple, pro it was a really simple format. Um, it was literally just a little bit of biography, um, some recordings of poets reading their own work, and um, say that I've recorded. Um, I have a suitcase of podcasting equipment because it wasn't a small in those days. Um, so I would, I would travel across the country with my suitcase um, and I recorded many people. And what I thought I really wanted about that, I wanted a really broad, um, a really broad sort of 
spectrum of poets. So I, I kind of didn't have any kind of like poets had to be like publics when they had to have five flexions. Um, I said kind of, you know, a little bit of performance poetry, a little bit of, you know, credible, you know, award-winning poets, but also some kind of emerging ones, some young ones. Um, and I think that, that meld was something that wasn't being seen in publications that was possible on a website like the one I was running. Uh, this picture, um, I put it on because it always makes me laugh. Um, it looks really like, I look kind of like, yeah, nice. Not only do I have long hair, but um, I like it because I'm actually kneeling on the table. Um, so I look like I'm standing, but in fact I'm, I'm somewhat uncomfortable at the time. Um, also, that top didn't really fit as well, which is the other thing that's funny about it. Um, so yeah, the, the, then once, I'd kind of, once that had kind of taken off and things, then I started to work for these other organisations because um, they were interested in, in podcasting, blogging. And this kind of the idea that a website was not just like a sort of like a like somewhere that you put your contact details, but somewhere where people would actually go to engage with your content, not just find out what you do offline. Um, so, for example, the Poetry Society um, UK National Poetry Society. Um, whenever I first set up podcasting, they were also thinking about how they could bring in um, kind of online content like podcasts. Um, so I kind of I give I give them some advice on kind of the, the equipment they could be buying and. Um, what kinds of things people would be kind of interested in listening to, um, and still, still occasionally I'm in, I'm sort of in contact with them about kind of what kinds of online content people want. Uh, then Magma Poetry is a magazine, um, and they had a, their whole um, magazine website was run on WordPress, and because I had experience working with WordPress, I was able to work with them again, brought in podcasting. They had a blog running alongside the actual magazine, um, so I was moderating comments and sort of learning learning about what, what is good to post and what is really not a good idea. Um, the Poetry Archive, in many ways, was always a kind of like the, the sort of the institutional twin of podcasting. Um, it's the UK's uh, national website, which includes um, recordings of, of you know, established poets reading their own work, some historical and some contemporary. Um, so I started, I started to work for them as well. Um, again, skills I gained from content management systems, um, from writing you know, content for my, my thesis or for my master's dissertation at the time. Those were all really valuable skills. Um, and then finally, Poetry London, um, it's another magazine, and um, I, sort of, I do all their website, I do all their social media. Um, so it's this idea that kind of something that started as a kind of like a sort of project for me almost kind of became something that, that could be of value um, to other organisations and could actually provide me with employment um, as well as an interest and other skills that would be attractive to um, institutions, various funders, and things like that. Um, so this is actually my personal blog, and there's actually there's kind of two incarnations, uh, which is why I, I put them up here. Um, and this is kind of to, to explain kind of how I've, I'm moving, in fact, from a personal blog to kind of a, a more conscious uh, professional presence, if you want to call it that. Um, I know some people are uncomfortable with that. So this is the blog kind of um, as it was. As you can see, I haven't blogged in a long time, so I'm not, I'm not, a, very, I'm not a very good blogger, but I'm using the excuse that I'm writing up my thesis, um, so I'm very busy. It's kind, kind of an excuse. Um, so this is kind of, it's almost, for me, like I just wanted it to look like a diary. This is its latest look. It's had a number of different looks whenever I've been procrastinating. This is the latest one. Um, it's more like, kind of like, just like a notepad. Here's some things that I've been thinking about. Um, and the things I've learned about this are that some people are really nice and really supportive and some people are really not. Um, I think you have to be conscious that some people just really, really dislike the idea of blogging about your thesis or... I don't know, some people are just weird. Um, so for me, it was kind of, a, you know, as you can see at the top, I've tried to make it sort of into, you know, like here's where you can go to find other things about me, but here's just my thoughts, and if you're not, not interested in them, don't stay. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what it, what it looks like at the minute, but then um, 
I sort of I've, I've decided that maybe I should be moving into something that maybe looks a little bit more professional and less like a notepad. Um, so this is the new website that I've been building for the past sort of month or so. Um, and this is kind of, again, as has as, um, as been pointed out, people are looking for this kind of visual thing now. Um, so I've kind of gone for something that's a lot more kind of, um, I don't know, visually striking, um, although the front page maybe doesn't look it yet. Um, so for this, I've, I've, I've put in the blog um, as it was. I've moved everything across, so I've already got all that content to, to fill it up with. But I've also kind of made it into almost like an online CV or um, as someone else has described blogs as a virtual shop window for me as a young professional um, for them to look up if I'm going for a job or something. Um, so and in the projects, I've got all, all the different projects, including collaborative work, um, you know, conferences I've run, research associations I'm on the board of. And in publications, I've got everything from book reviews to um, you know, journal articles um, and perhaps in the future a monograph, who knows. Um, so for me, that's kind of that's kind of the way in which my view of blogging is changing because the platform is the same; it's still WordPress. It's just a very different look and a very different purpose um, for me and for perhaps for my users as well. Um, so then, the other thing I thought I'd talk about now is um, project blogs. So um, in the past, um, I've, as I said, I worked with these other organisations. Um, so on a lot of them, again, they're built on WordPress, most of them, and um, it's this idea that you're blogging kind of for a different audience. So, um, for example, this is the University of Oxford's Great Writers Inspire. This was a blog, again, I probably didn't blog as much as I should have done, um, but this was a blog that I did different things for, including writing my own content. I know that Clay Hanaway, who's here, also, also contributed to that on a number of occasions. Um, but I also managed um, some graduate students to write short blogs about their own research and posted them on there as well. Um, this was part of a bigger project, but I think the blog was a kind of almost like a sort of a way to get people in. It was kind of the, the, the welcome map, and then people would work their way from that to the ebooks or uh, the podcasts. Um, so yeah, that was one. Then this Strange Bed Bedfellows, which was um, a project by um, the University of York, um, and I think it holds as well, actually. But don't quote me on that. Um, this is one again. I, I felt like I should probably have blogged more on this. I didn't do as much as I might have done. But this was about um, kind of discussion about what the role of creativity and analysis is in, in this age of austerity. Um, and as I kind of, I, I, I do write poetry as well, but I also see academia as a very creative process in itself. Um, so for me, this was a way of kind of thinking about the link between the two, um, about how, how the thesis writing process can be creative. Um, so this drew actually on my personal blog. And as I was kind of writing for this, I wrote less on my personal blog because there was quite a lot of overlap. Um, but this was made up of a team of other bloggers, many of whom were um, graduate students right across the UK. Um, so that was a kind of, it was nice to also have this kind of discussion going with other bloggers as well. So I think that's another sort of interesting way that you can have a team working together where there's actually quite a lot of crossover, but maybe they're from a different discipline, so they just have a different, different experience of, of the same thing. Um, this, is, um, this is my latest blog. This is um, it's an AHRC-funded skills development project called the C21 Scholar, um, which is about um, how people can um, engage the public using the digital in the arts and humanities subjects. Um, and one of the things we always said about the project when we put in the funding bid was that we wanted um, to be a sort of a bank of resources. We wanted to be somewhere that, pe that somewhere that people would go if they were interested in this. Um, so this is still very early days, as you can see. Um, but um, this was kind of a, a place where maybe we can talk about tools that people can use, so Twitter or Pearl Trees, which is a kind of visual linking kind of thing. Um, 
the, one of the lower ones down there, Yap, is an app that you can use for, um, you can create your own app and then they sort of put it through their app. So it's an app within an app. Um, and kind of also more discursive things, like we have guest blogs, we've had someone from Open Joyce, um, someone from Sensory Stories, another um, AHRC project. And then also kind of more discursive things, like why would you bother engaging with the public, or um, you know, like what, what might the role of crowdfunding be in the future? So this is very early days, but again, for me, this is about kind of having, doing the same thing, sitting down at that WordPress space, but kind of having a different purpose, um, I guess, and a different audience in mind. Um, and then the final one is, um, this is the Contemporary Women's Writing Book Club, which is um, it's, uh, sponsored by Leeds Metropolitan University, and it's in partnership with um, the Contemporary Women's Writing Association, um, for which I'm the website officer. Um, and again, this is built on WordPress, and this is about providing resources for, um, for people, either individual readers or book clubs. Um, we've got some podcasts, we've got um, you know, links, we've got discussion questions, we've got, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of, yeah, again, it's early days, but this is another sort of project that I think could be taken further or could be changed and kind of used as a blueprint for something else. Um, so, yeah, that's just another WordPress website, a different colour scheme. Um, but what's most interesting about all of these is that they're all externally funded, um, but yet they still allow me to follow what I consider to be my interests. Um, so that's kind of, yeah, that's why I'm showing you them. Um, one, so the two kind of, I guess, the two kind of takeaway points that I wanted to give you were... Um, that blogging is an easy and ideal way to demonstrate awareness of the new necessities in academia. So these are the funder terms like excellence with impact from the HRC, public engagement, openness, knowledge exchange. These are all places that these things can be happening. Um, and you can also, you can achieve these things easily by doing something which is reflective and enjoyable that's really good for you, I think, as a researcher to be thinking about why am I doing this and what might somebody else think of it. Um, and it's also in a space that you can control and also experiment with. You can do things with your blog, like visualizations, that you might not be confident in doing in a journal article or a conference paper. And then the final thing is, um, kind of what, what blogging process would, would I find most interesting or useful? For me, it's writing about the process of writing a thesis, because I think that's a creative thing in itself. Um, do other blogs like that exist in my area? And if not, or even if they do, why not set one up yourself and have that kind of conversation? Um, thank you.